Sentire Media. everyone thank you so much for joining us on the podcast from italy on this 19th day of april 7 14 in the morning i am jason good morning ashley ciao tutti together we run own operate and live at la tavola marca and agriturismo and cooking school here in the heart of piovico italy where it is minus two degrees and snowing with wind out of the north from siberia what it's april 19th you must be wrong jason Oh, no. I woke up at about 3.30 this morning and tossed and turned for about 45 minutes and checked outside because they said the cold air was coming from the north. It's been the talk of the town. It has been the talk of the town. And, in fact, this was on our notes to talk about for the podcast. I just didn't realize it was going to be happening while we did the podcast. Um, we rolled out of bed at a little after 6, and it was there was like... Um, Kind of like some sleety stuff just on the um, window of the car. On and the, and I was window. like, aha, see, I told you it snowed. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd really count that as snow. We go inside. We make some coffee. We our big cappuccino in the morning. And as we walk out, it starts snowing. We get into our place. It starts snowing heavier. It's been snowing for about an hour and half now. And it, it, it is sticking and coming down solid. If this was December, January, February, I would be so excited thinking movie day, snow. Yes. Um, since it's April 19th, it's kind of like freak out time because... All, well, all the trees have yeah. bloomed. Um, all the fruit trees have bloomed. All the, uh, there's some, you know, the um, things we put in the garden have all popped up because it's been warm out. And um, there's flowers all over. Thank God the onions are in Dietro, a little behind on the coast because Gaji was rearing to put them in about a week ago. It, and top it all off, in two days' time, we've got a yogurt retreat showing up, thinking they were doing spring yoga outside by the pool. It's freaking frozen out. This is, I don't know, we've had a snow in March before. And in fact, just yesterday, I don't know why we even talked about it, but we had to freaking say, oh, no snow in March this year. We got lucky. No. It happened in April. Happened this is in the second half on the second half of April. So this after is, Easter. This is still happening. Big fat puffy snowflakes <laughs> are coming down at a very good clip. We should, you know, Ash, you should put up a. Uh, should we hit pause and put up a little time lapse thing? Oh sure. Okay, hold on. Let's hit pause. All right, all set up. Time lapse set. <laughs> Definitely check the blog post for this because we'll have pictures and video from this. We were Facebooking live first thing this morning because this is just unreal. I don't know. Um, Let's talk global warming, folks. <laughs> uh, Easter's come and gone. Thank goodness. It was too much eating, too much. Um, oh, my God. Too much chocolate. Uh, we watched uh, Rosanna this year instead of breaking the egg with a karate chop like we talked about. Uh, and, um, dedicated podcasters will know about the story of La Rosanna, the wife of Gaji, who gets the enormous giant egg every year and chops it in half with a karate chop perfectly. This year she used a... Um, Bamboo, uh, one of the bamboo poles we put up, we used to tie up tomatoes. I don't know why. Because Gaji saw that I was filming it. Ah, uh, he wanted so it more dramatic. So he wanted dramatic. it more dramatic. She was getting ready to kung fu chop it, and he stopped her and said, no, no, no. For the camera, use this. Um, but <laughs> he's so funny. He loves to direct. In classic Gaji and Rosanna form, he was very... He, 
he gave her the, all three of these eggs, uh, but then wanted to be very bossy about how she opened them. And she <laughs> told him that those, these are my gifts. They're mine to do as I please. If I want, I'll open what I want. Go to bed. <laughs> she did. She told him to go to bed. That was great. We ate way too much. And it, also really funny Italian way is um, they have the TV in the kitchen in a lot of homes. And they'll sit at the kitchen table in the regular hardback wooden chairs and well, watch. In this area. In this least. area. And watch television and the news while they eat. And since it was just us with Gaggi and Rosanna, we had the news on. And because it's Easter, it was the Pope. And yeah, we got to watch the the Pope's Mass, uh-huh. which was kind of interesting. I never, I guess it's always been on, but I've never of really Of course been, it's always on. I've never really been uh, sat there and watched it. No, but it was nice. It just kind of that classic, that's just a little sliver of life right there. Um, so that was a very nice lunch. We came back, um, came back, passed out, food coma, woke Total up. Total food and coma. And felt kind of, even though I wasn't. I didn't really drink. I felt like this drunk all afternoon. I know. We were just out of it. Um, Pasquetto or Luna di Pasqua, um, Easter Monday is another holiday here, and that was a work day for us because we have guests coming. So we got I got the grass cut, and we got the house in order, and we're, we're ready to go even though it's snowing out. There's just a few things. Everything got really put away. Um, the pool is, is drained, cleaned, and oh, I hate the pool. Can well, just, let's start. Yeah, Jason. Can I just bitch about the pool for two seconds? <laughs> Those of you who have a pool will can empathize with me, I guess. Um, I would love to fill the pool in and put a garden. The We took the cover off the pool, went to drain it, and found a... Wait, wait. You're jumping ahead. What? <laughs> you drained the pool, and then you left the pump in the <sighs> bottom of the pool... And as Jason was finishing cleaning the pool, he had done a great job ahead of schedule. It looked great. And he had the pump at the bottom, finishing, getting the last bits of water. A five-horsepower Honda gas uh, pump. We've just been talking about how this thing freaking chooches. It works. And how lucky we are that it was here. And this thing's lasted for years more than anything else. And... Uh, as he's g- getting out of the pool from cleaning it, he shouts down to me to sh- turn off the hose because he had been washing it out. I go shut off the hose and head inside, and he follows right behind. And well, no, not follow- well. <laughs> I was tired. This is you such were a tired. Move. He was really. I was exhausted, so I ask Ash. Ask Ash comes out and says, "All right, enough. You know, you're done. Let's. It's time to come to eat dinner." I go, "Great. Will you shut the hose off for me? Because I'm using the hose to scrub the walls, get all the junk off the walls as I scrub them." So she shuts off the hose. I go about putting away all my tools and cleaning up a little bit. I don't know. Five minutes passes. I think, oh, the hose is on. I go and turn it back on. (laughs) So I turned a a shut-off hose back on. The hose is in the pool. The pump is at the bottom of an empty pool. No water. Zero water in this pool. Next morning, I come back out to check it out. And proud of all the work you've done. Proud of all the work you do, I've done. And there is a good meter of water in the bottom of the pool. And I, it's, it's like one of those things where your mind doesn't compute. Like, it didn't rain last night. It's warm. Like, what? And then I look a little closer and I see my pump under about, mm, 50, about 30 centimeters of water. It's like, oh, how did this happen? And then I pull the hose up and sure enough, it's pumping water so um, i i just hear like a slew of explicitives like rah, 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 by the pool thinking what the hell happened well it's just such an idiot move that uh, i just I, well shout out to uh 
podcast listener friend of ours, Renato, Jason ran inside and knew this uh, engineer friend of ours would be online late because he's in Boston and it was the first thing in the morning here in Italy. And he runs in and Facebooks him, what do I do? And he step by step. <laughs> so I'll give it to Honda. Those we drain, I drained everything, let it dry out, uh, filled it back up with, changed the filter, changed the spark plug. The uh, the switch was actually the the switch dried out. I can't believe it. Um, changed the oil like three or four times until it didn't run milky anymore from water being in there. And that night she was pumping the water out it's incredible <laughs> honda little honda motors i'll give it to them they, seriously they well, are tough yep honda tough <laughs> <laughs> um so that was the first uh hurdle then um uh as soon and, and just going god damn it i'm ahead of schedule and i have to waste a whole day waiting for this to like dealing with this all right so now the pump's all back together well and as soon as we took the cover off, this was the first problem. We, I saw a beautiful 25-centimeter, over-a-foot um, rip in the liner of the pool. The pool here is lined in this heavy PVC vi uh, um, like a vinyl. vinyl pool liner. And um, the top, right at the top where it meets the border and hooks into the, uh, hooks into the top, it ripped down. Um, Long, tw uh, across, 25 horizontally. centimeters horizontally and open like a big mouth. And it's and now this the liner has little nicks in it every year that there's a little patch kit that you can get. And it has, uh, you know, special um, the, the vinyl and a special glue that will hold and it. It works OK, but this is this is big. There ain't no patch for this. <laughs> this is bad. And um, in typical Italian fashion, I call the pool guy and tell him what happened and, and over the phone. And he just says, no, you need a new pool liner. Without coming out to check it out, nothing. I mean, it's just no. You know, it's automatically a no. And it's, I don't want to replace a pool liner. I don't want to spend the money on it. I don't, I hate the pool. I don't get to swim in the pool. Um, I do nothing but clean it and service it and take care of it for others to enjoy it. Now, I understand it's part of our business without the pool you know the pool is a huge draw for people staying here of course and it's part of the, it's part of the job but i loathe absolutely loathe to spend any money getting a brand spanking new pool liner because this i don't think we're talking about 500 bucks no did you happen to mention how big the pool is the pool is 12 meters by 8 meters it's big that's a big liner <laughs> it's a big liner so um that's going to be... So, Any ideas, podcast listeners? <laughs> I've been all over the internet looking for a more professional patch kit. So if anyone listening has a pool with a liner and has had this problem and not just a little tear, but that bad boy shit. ripped. So how did it rip? Well, from my research, it is the corner of the pool that has these, that gets the most sunlight. And it's just, it's over 12 years old and just baking in the sun year after year. It's the weak, it just becomes weak. And that's brittle. The, brittle. And that was the, who knows, maybe it froze. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't drain the pool over the, um, over the winter, but I don't know. It's just time. When I explained it's to above the, the waterline, it is above the waterline as well. So wonderful. That is my pool story. <sighs> And we'll see how it plays out. We might be draining the pool. I mean, it looks great now. The water's blue again. It's above the water line, so I can refill the pool. It's probably not great for it because it's putting more stress. But we have this yoga – we have a yoga group coming, and they want to do <laughs> – Well, as he's saying it, we're looking out the window with it snowing, so none of this actually matters at all. But it's just – damn, he got it ready 
way early. The pool normally opens in June, and it's I'll start doing it in <sighs> mid-May. Exactly, and but now, thank God he we realized this early well, because this time. is going to take some time. Oh my gosh! Oh, we didn't even mention we got a new car. Well, you make it sound so. Uh, well, I know it's not that exciting, but I think. Thankfully, we do because it's four-wheel drive, and now there's some real snow on the ground today. So our car is a 2008 our, – our, the current car I still c- currently drive is a 2008 Hyundai ED8 uh, i10, which is a tiny, tiny little Hyundai built for, like, the cities. And we have put 250,000 <laughs> kilometers on it. We have trashed this car. Anyone who's been to our house knows how terrible – the road is leading up um, from the main road up to our house, and the suspension is shot. But let me tell you, South Koreans can make a car. I rolled it down a hill and got trapped upside down. It was flipped back over, and the car freaking ran. <laughs> the, we, like oh, that was month one. That was the first month. We've driven it all over Western Europe, and it has hauled tons of literally tons of garbage and recycle we do not have a garbage pickup to our house here so we have to drive it to the end of the road and um, no matter how careful you are you know laying down um tarp or keeping all the recycling in the recycling um container you're bound with the amount of people coming through and the amount of garbage i haul to spill it inside your car and our little car has turned into literally a garbage truck not to mention we did not have the money or realize to spring for air conditioning when we bought the car living along a strada bianco or white dirt road uh the if you have those windows down, the dust collects on everything, even if you wipe it down or yeah, near try to hose it down. There's no getting the dust out of everything. No. And, oh, my God, if anyone watches the latest vlog, they can see how dusty our car is in there. It's horrible. But, um, yeah, so it was time to get a new car. It was definitely time. And there's uh, incentives right now to um, buy a new car over a used car in Italy because uh, to – Boost the economic... And for the emissions and things like that, too. Yeah. It's um, a much cleaner car. So we got um, the most practical car we could possibly find. Now, there's no pickup trucks here. You say, why don't you get a pickup truck? There are pickup trucks, but they're kind of hard to find. So most of what Europe uses are these little tiny delivery vans. They're on the same... You've seen them. You've seen them. If you've been to Europe, you've seen them. They're the, they look like a car up front, but then no windows and a little vanny kind of thing in the back. And what's called the Volkswagen Caddy. It's the caddy. It's the caddy. And it's really funny because we got this car. We got this car. We've been, I researched it and researched it. And one thing we definitely needed was um, all-wheel drive because obviously for today, we plan on <laughs> continuing to live on white roads and it's slick and, and, the, and it, when it snows. So we needed to have all-wheel drive. And the other thing we had to have was good headlights because it is dark as crap out here at night and there's animals that run across the road and we needed we i really wanted the um exion xeon or Mm -hmm. whatever headlights um and the only one that offered these two things was volkswagen it's really nice it's the only one also that felt more like a car and up front and not a work van yeah but our car is a commercial uh a commercial it only has two seats and then the the bed the uh the van part. So mm-hmm. it's a commercial vehicle. So there's a lot of tax incentives because it's not a passenger vehicle. Well, it's hysterical because those Xeon headlights that we felt like for safety, 
were really important, not only along our road, but Italian um, country roads just in general between cities and things are not lit very well. There's uh, not, if at all. If at all. And uh, so we were, this was really important to us. And, you know, throwing some extra airbags, that doesn't sound like a bad idea either. We'll, 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 we, uh, got the, we got the base model, but all, if there was a safety feature, we got it. So yes. we got more airbags, we got the, the lights, we got. Uh, the all-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's a base model. No stupid parking assist or anything like that. Well, Gaji has to... He loves to inspect our finances, <laughs> our purchases. And he likes, he, he likes the, he likes the, the fact that we can now carry things. Oh yeah. First and foremost is how long is it? And uh, 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 uh. okay. Okay. Uh, you could tell he was already wheels in motion of what he was going to have chase and haul. <laughs> oh yeah. And the day, a couple of days we go to pick it up. He wants to know how high the back bumper is. And I go, I have no idea. We'll have it in three days. You can, we can measure it then. Why? Oh, I, I was just thinking about building a ramp. <laughs> Why are you building a ramp? Okay, so he has some ideas for sure. However, the extra airbags and the headlights, waste of money. Waste of time. Who needs it? That's what he said. He sounded like Jason's grandma. Who needs it? Who needs the headlights? Who needs the airbags? And it was just like, oh, my God. Old man doctor, I cannot believe you don't think that the lights and the airbags are important. What a waste of money. <laughs> so classic gaji. Uh, the most ironic part about the whole car oh, purchase yes. is it has sat in the driveway since we brought it home from Bologna. I refuse to drive it down our horrible road because I don't want to ruin the <laughs> suspension. So I don't know. It's one of those things. Our, the, the little Hyundai that we have has just really started making the, – the lifters are making noise. And the, when you go to the uh, – the rotors are all out of, out, of bound, uh, out of whack. So when you go to stop on the freeway, the whole front end shakes and the, the – the like it's just gotten to the point where now it's just going to start pouring money into this little car. So I don't really want to do it. But what I do – what I will do is drive it this summer and just beat it to death until it dies. And not drive the brand new I know. car. He with was talking about wanting to get a cover for it. Because we're going to have it parked so long before we actually use it. Oh, Maybe that's why Gaji inspects our purchases. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's one of those things like if we didn't get the new car, the car we curr I'm currently driving would crap out on us immediately. You know, just at the worst possible moment. But now that we since we do have a option sitting here, that little red car with 250,000 kilometers will Go another, Keep on going. It'll go another hundred. So oh my God. that's the way life works, right? Today we got to go get our fingerprints. Ah, yes. We will have uh, 10 years of residency here in June. So we arrived here in uh, the end of December, and I believe we went right after the new year to the Comune. Um, but you can't, uh, you don't really officially have residency for the first six months. So that would put us in June. Um, so we can go now and apply for our citizenship, which I'm really excited about. It's just another gathering, just like we have to do for our Permeso di Sojourno. It's a gathering of a bunch of documents. The only one we need this time, which is tough, is our, an FBI criminal background check, which sounds like not a big deal, but... It's a pain in the butt. You gotta go to, go to the Quest store and get your fingerprints. Then you have to mail them to the FBI. Then the FBI mails them all the way back to you. Then you have to send them to the Secretary of State of the United States to get what's called an apostille or a, make it a internationally recognized document. It's just a bunch of paperwork and money, but it's just it's going to take forever. There's a service that rips you off that'll do 
like speed up the process and do it for you. I mean, we're talking like $18 money order to the, uh, to the FBI and then a $8 money order to, so that, you know, $25 turns into 125, but for 125, we could do it for you. Yeah. They all do it for you. So I think that's the route we might go. And then other than that, it's just getting the, the normal documents that we have here in Italy, our tax returns and our camera di commercio and all that stuff and submitting it and waiting. There you go. You know what I just realized? If it stops snowing, um, we should fly the drone. Oh, yeah. We should fly the drone. If it stops snowing to then get a drone shot of snow in April, that might be kind of cool. That would be cool. The only problem is you're right now using your iPhone as a Oh, uh, time lapse. I'm not going to have any juice. You're not going to have juice because the drone eats your device. That's true. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it works out or how long the snow lasts. Um we were t- when, as we were talking about the car, I forgot to mention, if you haven't watched the latest vlog from Italy, um, it is about our trip up to Bologna to pick up the car. We were planning to take the train, and we missed our train, which is not something we normally do. We, had a vi- we were trying to catch a 720 train out of Fano, which was very amb- ambitious, pardon me. Yeah, even though we're really early risers, I don't know how we missed it. We missed it by like 10 minutes. We got stuck behind the oldie. Yeah, we got stuck coming out of uh, Piovico, getting to the Superstrada. We got stuck behind a Fiat Panda, which you know, anytime you're behind a Panda, you know it goes slow. And then a couple of trucks. So that just kind of put us behind. Yeah, those turns, you if you can't pass, you're, you're stuck. So that slowed us way down. And we... We decided we could either wait for the next train or just just freaking go. So uh, classic, we just kept going. And we were going to do a whole vlog about the train travel in Italy, and (laughs) that didn't happen. So instead, we did one about our trip up to Bologna along the Autostrada and uh, mixed in a bit from flashbacks of a trip to Rome we had taken about a year and a half ago. So that's up on our Facebook page on Vimeo and on YouTube. You can check it out. Uh, so let's talk about train travel in Italy for two minutes. Okay. The, the last train we took was to Rome, and um, we don't travel by train very much in Italy because I don't think it's it's not a great experience. Um, a lot of guests will say they're traveling around Italy by train, and my thing is always why. Why? This is not Northern Europe. If this, um, if you're now listen, if you're going between major cities, like we have to go from Milan to Rome. Okay, there's a fast train. It's the it's a it's a um, Freccia Rosa, right? Mm-hmm. Freccia Rosso. Um, it's a fast train. That's fine. But to like travel through Italy is public transportation is not the way to go. Rent a car. Don't be afraid. First of all, they learn how to drive an a manual transmission. <laughs> oh my god! I know they're if you live in North America, they're harder to find, but. Most of the world uses manual transmissions. So, for instance, my brother's coming here, and he's complaining about how much it costs to rent a car. Now, when we rent a car, it costs hardly anything. Well, one, we're renting it in February, so it's probably cheaper than if you're doing it in July. But secondly, we can drive a manual transmission, so we don't have to get one of the – they know if you can't drive a manual that they can upcharge you for that. So his his – um, week rental is like five times what it should be Mm -hmm. because he has to get an automatic transmission. So – Go find one. Just learn. It's it's not that hard. It's a great skill to have. What if you have to be a getaway driver one day? You never know. You never know. You can hop in anything now and drive it. <laughs> so um, 
Uh, renting a car is the way to go. Don't, it's not that big of a deal to drive in Italy. It's just like driving in anywhere else you're from. We drive on the same... What si- about roundabouts? People freak out about roundabouts. Yeah, watch our YouTube video or something. It's really and easy. It is. And don't be freaked out. Just stay in the roundabout if you don't... Know where quite, to get off. Yeah, where to get off. Just loop it around again. Now, driving in the major cities like uh, a Rome or a Napoli... Or, okay, that's a different thing. I would... I, I wouldn't drive yeah, in the middle like of New some York. Some guests have asked, you know, if they're flying into Rome um, and they're wanting to rent a car to get to us or flying into, like, this just happened. Um, they were flying into Florence. But she was like, it's a mess at the Florence airport, renting a car and getting out of there. And it is. I hate it. It just, I totally start pitting out. It's just a disaster. The traffic, the um, street indications, the signs are horribly marked. Um, and so she said, is there a better place that I could rent a car to come to you? And I suggested Arezzo. It's halfway between us and Florence. Then you're in a smaller town. It's not nearly as hectic or crazy. And she said it was just so much more enjoyable. So she jumped on a train from Florence, went to Arezzo. Well, let me be the devil's advocate in that situation. Here's why I wouldn't do that. Because we land at the Florence airport, which is not in the city center. It's on the outside of Florence. There's no fast way. There's, it's a bus. So then you have to get on a bus to go into the center of Florence to then get on a train to go to Arezzo. Now you're still in... I think she was in the center, but whatever. Oh, well, if you're not yeah. flying... In, if you're flying into Florence, then no. You can drop right... You can jump right on the, the Autostrada. But now you're in the center of Arezzo, which is not... It's a smaller town, but you're still in the center... Like, just get the just get the car figured out and get on the freaking freeway. That's true. I'm just saying, I, I understand if you want to break it up a little bit, but also... The accessibility to trains will leave if you if that is how you're relying on your travel will leave you missing huge chunks of Italy because the trains do not come into our area. For example, we're uh, no, in a you have to dead zone. It's uh, exactly um, trains do not show up on time. Nor is the Train Italia website very easy to use. I just was on there and it's just it's I can figure it out because. We speak Italian, but the English version of that site is, is – is A bit confusing. A bit confusing. It's also not the trains of France and other parts of no, Europe. No, they're not These beautiful. Are not, this is not a luxury train traveling experience. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, but I'll never forget being on a train, um, being in the first class, and there was uh, <laughs> like a Russian oligarch <laughs> and his – man assistant boy assistant or whatever and they were just so upset and flabbergasted that there was not only not drink service uh where they came and brought it to you in first class but there wasn't a food or drink car on this train and we were going to be on the train for more than three hours and he was up in arms how is this even considered first class well it's an italian train <laughs> you're lucky it's it's not on fire you're lucky it's right <laughs> That reminds me of another one when we were we one winter we were taking the train to Zurich and it, the trains kept getting canceled, canceled, canceled. Finally, we get on the last train of the night. The tr- we start smelling smoke halfway to from Fano to Bologna. They stop the train. Oh, the brake! One of the uh, the brakes on one of the wheels locked up and is now on fire. Do they oh. get everyone off? No, no. We're just going to throw snow on it until we put the fire out and keep on keeping on. <laughs> awesome. 
So that's why we were not crazy about train travel. <laughs> no, and um, the Italian autostrada system isn't bad. There's places to uh, – there's the auto grills. Um, and traveling around Italy by car is nice. People are going to – It is. People drive crazy fast. Just let them pass you. It's mm-hmm. not aggressive like it is in, in other parts of the world. Just not at all. Let them pass. They'll go by. They'll be happy to pass you. They, everyone's pretending it's a Formula One race anyway. I know Jason is. I know I am. <laughs> That's another thing about our new car. It's not – it doesn't – it doesn't corner as nicely because it's longer and higher. It's the center of gravity is different. You can, we live in a very turny, True, hilly you can't area. Corner, but you can now pass. pass. <laughs> we do have more power. We have a now we have diesel. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up and take it home. We got some other work to do, and we got to get these fingerprints done. Yeah, we got to get going. We have people showing up. It's uh, we got to see if they're going to be able to get up the driveway today. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't believe it. Guests arrived today. You got to no. get the heat on. I know. We got to. <laughs> all right, we're going to skip the. Uh, we're going to skip the reading this week. I think so. We'll skip reading this week, and uh, we'll get back to the book next week. Okay, bring us home. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast from Italy. Uh, you can find us at latavolamarque.com. Shoot us an email. Ask us your questions. Info at latavolamarque.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, latavolamarque. L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. And you can always find me on Instagram at Ashley Bartner. Check out the vlog. Subscribe on YouTube. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend if you like it. and Share the videos if you like. Share the videos, share the love. We really appreciate each and every one of you to listening and downloading. And from Piovico Italia, under a freshly fallen blanket of white snow. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks so much. Ciao. Bye-bye. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.